Hello, welcome to the LDS study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host, Matthew Roberts, and we are in Series 2, Episode 28, uh, and we are going to begin our Come Follow Me study for this week. Uh, we are covering January the 27th to February the 2nd, 1st Nephi, Chapter 16 to 22, I will prepare the way before you. Now, before we dive into the study today, uh, I want to thank uh, a couple of individuals uh, who have sent a couple of emails over the past couple of weeks. Uh, the first one I, I received yesterday or a couple of days ago, uh, which was amazing to receive. But the other one I received a couple of weeks ago, uh, and they, it went into my promotions, bo- pr- promotions box of my uh, Gmail for some reason. So sorry for missing that. Uh, both of them wonderful messages, and I'm so grateful to have received them. Uh, just a couple of individuals thanking me for for what I'm doing on this podcast, uh, for sharing for sharing the insights and how these uh, short bite sized episodes have really helped them on their on their travels to go more in depth in this, into the scriptures. Uh, I'm really grateful for comments like this because, uh, you know, as I said originally back in May uh, last year when I started this podcast, this this the primary the part the primary. Uh, purpose of this podcast is for me, is for my own study, is for me to get more motivated to record and keep a record of what I study and then also study every day so that I am keeping this daily record uh, and it certainly has fulfilled that purpose. Uh, I feel a lot more connected to the scriptures, a lot more uh, able to listen to promptings about them and a greater love for them basically. Uh, but also a secondary purpose is, of course, that the podcast nature of it, that others can listen and, and gain understanding from it. Uh, and so to know that there's been a couple of individuals the past couple of weeks that have taken the time to email ldsstudysession at gmail.com, uh, I, I really am grateful uh, for their willingness to do so. Uh, there was one comment about uh, the volume on this podcast, and I am aware that the volume is not the uh, the best. Uh, I, as, as I mentioned, it is just a very simple amateur podcast. I'm, I'm not, uh, my main purpose, once again, is my own personal study. Uh, and so my main purpose is, is not to, uh, you know, have all the audio equipment or set up a little studio somewhere. I simply don't have the, the time or the money for that. Uh, so I am using my phone and uh, I am aware that my phone's uh, recording or audio, even on vocals, is, is, is failing. I should be getting uh, an upgrade, though, in a couple of months, so hopefully then that will improve. But uh, in the meantime, I am talking a lot closer to the phone than I have been in the past, and I hope that that has made a difference. And also just a a thank you to to one of the individuals for saying that my voice is quite soothing. Uh, uh, That that was quite a nice compliment. Uh, And so if there's anyone that has any, uh, any, well... (laughs) Let's put it. Let's let's face it. Compliments they want to throw my way, or just anyone that wants to share how the the podcast has helped them in their study, or what they appreciate from it, or things they would like to hear more of that that we've done in the past. Uh, that I'd love to hear it. Uh, I'd love to hear any uh, com- uh, suggestions for, fu- for future reference as well, such as the audio issue because I have slightly changed how I do it. Uh, in other words, put, putting my, putting my mouth right on pretty much over the phone. Uh, so hopefully that helps. Uh, but also just uh, any, any, as I say at the end of every episode, any thoughts or insights that you've had. I'd love to hear an email from any of you or a tweet, as I mentioned, at MattSRoberts90 on Twitter. I'd love to hear uh, any thoughts that you have that I could share in future episode, episodes of this podcast as well. So basically, first of all, uh, a shout out to those people and thank you uh, for those comments, those wonderful comments. My whole goal is to keep this bite size, and so I hope to keep them to around 10 minutes so people can 
have something to think about each day rather than do a weekly hour-long episode, which probably could be a bit overwhelming and, and too short bursts. Uh, yeah, so also if you like to rate or review on your podcasting uh, channel so that we can get this out to more people, then that'd be really appreciated as well because I know that the more that this is rated and reviewed and commented on, that more people will will hear and be willing to share their thoughts. So love for you to do that as well. Uh, more than welcome to do that. So we're going to look uh, at the third... Right, so let me just put a, a, proclaim, a, proclaimer, a, dis, a disclaimer here. We are going to jump around a little bit during this week. Uh, as, as you know, as those of you that listen regularly will know, uh, and have kind of cottoned on to right now, I basically follow the the guidelines for the study in the personal study script section. And if you look at the personal study section this week, it begins with uh, the statement, when I keep the commandments, God will help me uh, face challenges. Now, you'll have to forgive me because I have got a bit of a cold, so if my voice sounds a little different, you'll have to forgive that. Uh, but that is what the first section is about, and it talks about three or four specific events uh, Nephi's bow breaking, Ishmael dying, the building of the boat and the crossing to the promised land, and discord in the family. Basically, the whole round off uh, before we uh, finish up first Nephi. And then uh, the section after it talks about uh, guiding uh, the Lord guiding us through small and simple things, referring to the Leahona. So I am going to begin at the, where the manual says, rather than at the start of first Nephi 16 with the Leahona. So we are jumping we're jumping past that bit, but we are going to come back to the Leahona uh, in a few episodes. Uh, so this episode today, we're just going to focus on one element of the Lord helping us as we keep, keep the commandments, and that is with the, the bow breaking. So in First Nephi chapter 16, verse 18, we read, And it came to pass that as I, Nephi, went forth to slay food, behold, I did break my bow, which was made of fine steel, and after I did, I did break my bow, behold, my brethren were angry with me because of the loss of my bow, for we did obtain no food. Now, uh, I'm not starting with the start of the uh, account because once again, I, I assume that people are studying these scriptures along with me. I'm just picking out things that intra or, or, or kind of stick out to me. First of all, uh, why did why did they get annoyed that his bow broke? I mean, their bows weren't working very well, so the fact they got angry with him because his bow broke is interesting. Uh, but also I want to deal with this uh, idea of the fine steel, the, the bow of steel. Now, uh, it is well documented that uh, there, there were examples of bows of steel or steel bows being explained or described. Even in the Bible, there's a couple of instances, if you look at the footnotes as well, uh, of bows of steel. But it was likely, scholars have found, that they weren't actually just made completely out of steel. A steel bow wouldn't really give you much, would be pretty poor, pretty pathetic in terms of trying to get the give and the tightness on, on the uh, the pullback of the string. Uh, there will have been some wood uh, involved, which is why uh, this bow will have also broken, uh, because the wood would have dried out with the lack of moisture in the desert and, and all these kind of things. The steel, the reference to steel, likely uh, refers to maybe some part or sh of the shaft or parts of the bow, which will have strengthen strengthened it. Uh, to give it a stronger pullback, rather than it all be out of steel and completely inflexible. Uh, we move on to First Nephi 16, 23, uh, where Nephi, uh, basically, after having uh, discussed with them uh, or tried to stop uh, stop their, their murmurings and their arguments, and even Lehi, we know, uh, murmurs at this stage, uh, it says in verse 23, And it came to pass that I, Nephi, did make out of wood a bow, and out of a straight stick an arrow, Wherefore I did arm myself with a bow and an arrow, 
and with a sling and with stones. And I said unto my father, whither shall I go to obtain food? Now again, a couple of things I wish to point out here. Firstly, why did Nephi include this account into his story? It seems like a pretty mundane event, to be honest. His bow breaks, people grumble, he makes a new bow, kills some food, they carry on. However, there is deep uh, symbolism or uh, kind of a, a reason behind why uh, this will have been included. In a, in a know why, number 421 called, why did Nephi include the story of the bow? Book of Mormon Central uh, give a few reasons uh, why this uh, account uh, will have been included. Uh, it basically is symbolic of Nephi and his, uh, you know, steady... Uh, example of how he becomes this leader or the Lord has shown uh, how he is to become this leader. Uh, in fact, the symbol of the bow is, is quite uh, symbolic in the fact that uh, it demonstrates uh, the, the, a ruler or someone that's been called to rule uh, or, or, or in, the, in that case. It foreshadowed his uh, future kingship. Uh, Alan Goff, who is a scholar, said that uh, the, the fact that this story appears in the Book of Mormon uh, shows a precisely the right biblical symbolism to apply to Nephi as he begins to assert his leadership. We know that, Lef that Nephi will have uh, put certain stories in the Book of Mormon uh, to show how the Lord delivers and saves his children, as he does in this case with finding the food, uh, but also so that he can demonstrate to his posterity the way that the Lord has chosen him to rule and to lead. Uh, rather than you know him trying to assert that that rule uh, illegitimately over his elder brethren, uh, and this story is another example of that. That this this, this the symbol of a bow, uh, as as recorded in many cases in in this context in the uh, kind of old world in the in the in the uh, Arabic world, uh, is a, a symbol of him achieving or receiving that that kingship. Uh, also, why did he uh, make a new arrow? I mean, it, it points that out. I mean, the arrows weren't broken. Uh, but what is interesting is that this arrow, uh, if he was to make a new bow, uh, the old arrows wouldn't have worked. Uh, the pull strength of a bow must be appropriate for the arrows to shoot them. Uh, the steel bow would have had a stronger pull than his new, you know, kind of fashioned wood, wooden one and would have required stronger arrows to resist wobbling from the power of the, of the steel bow. Uh, one scholar who uh, understand who understood archery uh, showed us or told us or that the old arrows would have been trying to shoot telephone poles uh, with this new bow. So Nephi had to make this new arrow. Once again, a small detail uh, in the Book of Mormon which demonstrates more of its authenticity, which I found interesting. Uh, also, uh, looking at the wood that Nephi would have used to make a bow or needed to use to make a bow in the wilderness, if you follow the trail that that people think is likely to be the trail that uh, that Lehi and his family took, the the frankincense trail or whatever it's called, uh, there is some wood along the way called nab wood, which is kind of the wood that you would use to make a bow, uh, which is perfect and it isn't well you know populated in the in the wilderness, obviously. Uh, it, the, the wilderness is a very sparse place, but there is a couple of places or one place along the road where there is this nab wood, uh, and it's placed in, the, in around the the place or the the time along the journey where we think that Nephi and his family were up to at this stage, perfectly there for for Nephi to have used. Again, a very small coincidence, one one might say. Uh, and then in verse twenty three, we also see that he's asked his father where he should hunt. 
for these animals. He hasn't just kind of decided himself, right, well, I'm going to use the, the Liahona and take ownership of everything. But he still, you know, recognizes his father as the parents in this patriarchal uh, group, that he is still the father, uh, but he is also still the prophet, despite him murmuring. In April 2002, in a talk called Being Teachable, uh, this was said by Robert R. Stower. He said, quote, Third, we must be obedient to the instruction that we receive. Uh, Nephi simply said, I will go and do. What a wonderful attitude of submission and obedience as he accepted, accepted his father's counsel in getting the brass plates and in being told where to hunt and the Lord's counsel in building a ship. In each case, he proceeded with trust, moving forward, not knowing beforehand the things that he should do or the outcome. But since we are free agents, life can sometimes be a difficult journey of applying our hearts and, our, and minds to the truths of God. Nevertheless, as President Thomas S. Monson said, the Lord expects our thinking, he expects our action, he expects our labours, close quote. So we're going to leave it there uh, for today. Uh, we are over our time, well over our time. But uh, thank you once again for those that have commented or sent emails. I love that. And if anyone wishes to share their thoughts or their study, I'd love to hear you uh, at Matt S. Roberts 90 on Twitter or email session at gmail.com. All of those links can be found in the show notes. And please share, rate, review the podcast so it can reach further and further. Thank you for your time and until we meet again.